Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. It's early in September. We got a cool guest sitting on our couch. It's a Wednesday evening. We got Pineapple Express ping in the background. Lots of good things happening. But I think we got a really serious topic going on. We have a really serious topic, uh, but Jasmine was wonderful enough to bring wine in for such a serious topic. Um, and yeah, it's a Wednesday night in September. Today was the first day of school for my kiddos. They're back to school, which means I guess I'm like back into the office full time. It was a bit of a heartbreak for me this morning because I treated their summer vacation like my summer vacation. And uh, yeah, here I am back at it. <laughs> <laughs> So everyone, it's Amanda and we have Jasmine on the couch tonight. As I said, she brought in some wine. It is more of a serious talk. Um, Her and Mark were chatting and thought that we should have another important talk about racism, specifically as it relates to our industry. I mean, it's it's everywhere. But some of the things that maybe people who don't experience it, maybe people like myself who have no idea that this is even something that therapists deal with. Um, I assume patients deal with as well. But uh, yeah, we're going to have a a pretty serious Well, it makes sense to me. If we can have an industry that has sexual predators all over it, then why Mm -hmm. don't we have an industry with a bunch of racist motherfuckers all over it? Oh, but we do. Of course. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But we do. So, Jasmine, thank you for bringing this topic to our attention. And before we start, let's do an introduction. How long you've been practicing? What kind of practice you have? A little bit about you. Sweet. So... Oh my gosh, I've been practicing. This is my eighth year. Uh, I graduated from Humber. Um, I mostly do mobile massage and a little bit of in-clinic here and there. Nice. Um, I love mobile, but it does come with its own. It's a, it's a different beast on its own. Yeah, right? it's, a, its own beast. What were you doing before massage? High school. <laughs> okay. She's a young one. Are you, are you a young one? Is that what's happening here? Yeah, I just turned 30 this year. So, Ooh, dirty 30. Hmm, I'm trying to think, like, what, what was your exposure to it then when you were in high Like, what made, you, oh. what made you in high school be like, I want to do massage therapy? That's true. Actually, in grade nine, we had this... Uh, course called careers in civics mm-hmm. and they made us do a personality test to match us to potential careers we might have okay. so after i don't know how many pages or how many questions it basically came down to massage therapy chiropractor teacher and garbage man so mm. i was like uh massage seems the best play in this mix what would you have chosen out of those you're in high school and you're massage therapy chiropractor teacher i probably would have been the same as jasmine um either massage or chiro i feel like my interest was more into like learning about the body i my favorite subjects were more that way i don't know i I feel like garbage collector seems like a really like that seems way out of left field like the rest of them seem to be dealing with people you don't really deal with people when you're collecting their garbage but maybe there's other similar personality traits yeah like team player and you can work independently right i know i just feel like help others other i feel like the other careers are like directly dealing with people all the time strong hands that's true (laughs) Can be physical. Yeah, okay. But yeah, I think I would have I would have taken the route you did. It would have been massage or Cairo when I was that young. I so, I realized early on that I never wanted to be a teacher. Like mm-hmm. a teacher of children, I should say. Me too. I actually. did camp counseling and stuff and I, I loved it and I loved working with the kids, but 
that job made me realize like this as a career forever. Nope, not for me. Okay. So parents are, are they active in you, what you're going to do post high school? Um, yes and no. So when you come home and you say, Hey, I'm thinking about massage therapy. Yes. Do they look at you and go, what the fuck are you talking about? You're going to touch up people. <laughs> my mom was understanding. My dad was like, you're going to do what? Like mm. he assumed the negative side right. of the things that come with the sexual industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so after giving him the course outline, he goes, oh, okay, it's more medical, more hospital-like. Right, right, Had he had any experience with massage therapy? (laughs) Technically, as kids, me and my siblings used to uh, walk on his back. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Because he's like big into construction and landscaping as his job back then. So he'd go, hey, come walk on my back. (laughs) So I told you, when I first told my family about massage, I had my one uncle... My mom's brother, who was sex like, "Sex work, sex work." Yeah, he's like, "Uh, isn't that a sexual thing?" I'm like, "Why would I tell you that?" Exactly. Like, no, that's yeah, not. Maybe, what I'm... maybe you're open. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> when your dad's like, "Hmm, this is okay. This is I see. This is kind of medical." Was he suddenly like, "Was he proud?" Like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go do this. Go do this. Go do this." Yeah, he did turn proud yeah. actually. Flip the switch, <laughs> eh? Nice. Yes, exactly. He was kind of like, "Okay, you're gonna be in massage now. I need my other siblings to be a lawyer, mm. or my other sibling to be a dentist." Right. He's got <laughs> all planned out what made you decide humber um humber i looked and saw that it was three years long and the amount of knowledge that you needed to know in the time all the other programs were like one year two years i think there was one that was six months and i was like no that's not a good idea see it's so interesting to hear everyone's and maybe it's got a lot to do with coming out of high school doing it where it's like Mm. this is going to be a lot of fucking work you're not in a rush when you come out of high school let me take this let me take this three-year program where i probably have summers off like like any other college program or any other university program versus someone like me when i i went into school i I was probably like 30 or I turned 30 in massage school. I'm like, how can I get this done as fucking fast as possible? Like, yeah. I don't care how we do but this. Yeah, you and, I, you and I were Let's older, so we wanted to be in and out. But it was also the, the education piece, right? Like Jasmine coming straight out of high school, she didn't have any kind of background knowledge other than what she learned in like high school phys ed or, you know, that kind of thing where you and I had degrees in kinesiology. We're like, do we really have to sit through three fucking years of anatomy? Like, wait, wait, did that. Sorry, I don't mean to break the chain here. You probably heard some phones go off. Phones. I'm saying double, like more than one. <laughs> and I look over. What's going on? Uh, Why I'm not a drug so dealer. <laughs> I'm going to tell you the story about so many phones right now. Okay? okay. So some guy calls me up. It's a scam call. And he's like, he's trying to sell me cell phones. He's like, oh, we have, we have, we have different phones, different plans, depending on what you, you want. Can go blah, blah, blah. You can go with any network. Go with any network. And I, and I'm just like, okay, let's do this. Mm. And he continues with his sales pitch. I'm like, no, 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 you're not listening. I already said yes. How do we go about getting me these phones? Actually, now? first you said, I already said yes. You're not very good at sales, are you? <laughs> you got the sale, dude. Stop I, talking. So, so, so now he starts. You know, what's your name? And I give him my alias. My alias is actually a friend of mine. Mm. So <laughs> I feel bad. So the alias. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it on the podcast in case he listens. <laughs> That's okay. He knows. I think he knows. He so knows. my alias is. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like an actor. Right? It could, it, 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 you know, it could sound like you made it up, but it also could be real, that type of thing. So that's my alias. I'll, I go, that's my go to alias. Sorry. 
If you're listening to this, this is like, motherfucker, <laughs> that's, why, that's why I'm always getting in shit. That's why, using my name. Are, that's why people are always sending me messages saying shit. He's like, okay, what's your phone number? I'm like, you just fucking called me. <laughs> like, you, okay, but I'll give it to you anyway. What's your email address? So I tell him j.b.w at gmail.com. And a couple seconds goes by, and he's like, that's invalid. Oh. I'm like, no, 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 no. I, what do you mean? I use it every day. It's mm. like j.b.w at gmail.com. That's invalid. I said, you're probably entering it wrong. Mm. It's J-A-Y. <laughs> D-O-T. You just kept the phone call going. D-O-U-B-L-Y-O-U at gmail.com. Right? And then he says to me. And then he goes, he he's like, okay, okay. Like he's going along with it. Then he goes, sir, can you do me a favor? And I'm like, sure. And Mark says, sure. And he goes, go fuck yourself. Oh. <laughs> Mark got to go fuck yourself. Ah. Savage. <laughs> I'm like the scam caller got upset because I had him on the phone for so long. But yeah, you had him on. The, like he, he was on for a while. I was, was like, at what point is he gonna realize like Mark is fucking with him? Because Mark was like, I've got one phone with Bell. I've got one phone. Oh no, sorry, I've got one phone with Rogers. I've got one phone with Telus. I've got one like, phone I need, with I need Fido. I do a lot of illegal shit. Yeah, he's like, I, he goes, I, had, I do a lot of illegal activity, so I need one with Bell now. And the guy's like, okay, I can, I can hook you up with a Bell phone. Like, at what point do you realize like you're being scammed? The scammer is being scammed. Well, I mean, it was just fun to keep him on the phone. Any which way. True. You didn't tell me why, though. I just busted uh, right into it. I just don't want my clients knowing my personal ah, number. Ah, I like that. I so like you got a business phone and yeah. a personal. That makes a lot of sense. I think you and I have actually already talked about this before. I think I knew that you had a business phone and a personal Maybe. phone. Oh, yeah, yeah. probably. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark introduced me to the Tappy card for right, 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 right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cards. Yes. Yeah, those are cool. They are cool. They work when really they work. well, especially yeah, when they work. <laughs> um, What did you do when you first came out of school? What was your job? Um, I stayed in my job that I had in college for a little bit, which was order picking medical supplies. Okay, that's cool. Um, and then I got a job. Can I say the franchise? You yes, can you say can. anything you want. <laughs> it's a massage addict. Cool, cool. And uh, did that for a bit. That that was like my learning into practicum one almost. Mm. Just. You're going to figure out your routine. Yeah. You're going to show your communication skills. You're going to master your timing skills. Did it did that, did that all happen for you? It did. Yeah. Cool. It so it served totally its purpose. Did. Totally did. Right on. Um, then what? And, and then um, the owner of that franchise decided to hire more people than we actually had clients coming in. And so we went from super busy to half capacity mm -hmm. and i was like oh okay i don't know if this person knows what they're doing right so i actually one of my coworkers i used to work with she introduced me to a spa and she got me an interview at that spa nice and so i transitioned from that to a spa cool how'd you like working in a spa Ooh, that is an interesting <laughs> question is this a loaded question? I didn't even realize it. Kind of. Um, unfortunately, the spa owner that I worked for, she was very um, manipulative and very OCD. And I very... thought you were going to say racist and we were just going to jump right into it. I mean, <laughs> she was a little Maybe bit. <laughs> she was a little bit. And that was my experience. Um, just going into a... I don't how do I say this? Any way you want. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It was basically 
Um, you are part of a company, right? You yeah. want to be the the face of the company. Mm. And so because I'm a black therapist, mm. a lot of the time people assumed I wasn't black because our pictures aren't up on their website. And right, so you're, right, right. when you're booking, the client doesn't know what you look like until you get in. Yeah. And so there was experiences that kind of shocked me and things that happened. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> mm. I really have so many questions about this. And yeah. it sounds very naive when I say it. And I've admitted this before. But like, be, I mean, I know you, like myself and Mark, you live in a multicultural area. Totally. Like, it, this is not like, you know, we're not talking about a place where like you are the only black therapist. Correct. Like, there's, there's many different like ethnicities all around us. So, yes. it, yeah. It still shocks me a little bit that somebody would walk into a place in such a multicultural city mm -hmm. and be surprised that their therapist, like, were they expecting everyone to be white? Like, it's very, <laughs> like, how would you, how would you automatically know mm -hmm. when somebody came in and they looked at you, like, what, what was it that you felt or what did they do? Like, how did you mm. automatically know that they were like, oh, I didn't realize she was black? Oh, it's the vibe. Yes. It's their face. I was just about to say that, that probably you can go on just vibe. Do you know yes. what I mean? Because it's happened so many yeah. fucking times before. Mm -hmm. You know what the energy in the room feels like and you're mm -hmm. like, yep, that's totally, it. Totally, totally. I think I built that skill from growing up in a very strict Christian household and so I already had that exterior of people are going to look at us differently mm. and so I can read that vibe very easily now. So that's really hard to put into words. Yeah. Then. It's a feeling. It's a feeling, yeah. How many times out of a hundred would that happen? At the spa specifically. Yeah, at the spa specifically. Mm, maybe like 40%. Wow. 40 to 50%. That's huge. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, this, this might have nothing to do with anything, but did you ever notice or did you happen to feel like it was more predominantly males, females, or it didn't matter? Um, more males had a reaction. I don't know why I felt that. <laughs> I, like, I don't know why. I don't know why in my mind I was like, why do I feel like it was like old white men that would come in and be like, mm, yeah, no. Great question. I even want to know the the, the ethnicity of these males because it's not just. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to be true. white guys. So was it was it majority uh, white Majority people? was white men for sure. Oh, they, they're going to the spa. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it, I think. I mean, for women, um, they see another woman. So they're a little more comfortable right. with that. Right. As opposed to seeing maybe a black male RMT coming in. Um, but you you put on the air of professionalism still. You put on your your boots. You you be friendly. You just let's have real talk. Yeah. How hard is that to do? It's tiring. Is it is it ever a moment where you're like, I don't I don't want to put on the professionalism. I don't want to put on the big girl shoes right now. Um, I want to go where I want to go with this. Now that I own my own practice and yeah. just do my own thing, I don't have to do that very often. So, uh, being in the spa, though, yeah, it got pretty tiring. Did you ever discuss this with me? Now, I know you said management was manipulative and mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But was there ever discussion like these clients are being booked? Mm -hmm. They're not expecting to see me. Mm -hmm. And then when they do, mm -hmm. they're unhappy. Was that ever a discussion or was that Never. something you kept to yourself? Um, I pretty much kept to myself. Although once another 
um, Black RMT got hired, we can kind of chat with each other and see our experiences. Was that it? Was it a male or a female? It was a female. Can I ask you a question before I forget? Because I'm getting stoned. (laughs) If you were the clinic owner and your employee approached you and said this to you, what would you expect that clinic owner to do? Or are you expecting them to do anything? You just want them to be informed or you want some sort of action here? And if you want action, what type of action are you expecting? You know what? That's a good question. I don't know what I'm expecting, but I I was just curious if it was something that had ever been brought to the attention of like, so just I don't to, know. Just I don't know why I'm assuming. I don't know why I'm assuming the clinic owner's white. I made that assumption in my mind. She's European. It's, yeah. She's so spicy yeah. white. Yeah. I just learned that term, by the way. Spicy, I white? spicy white. People who like they, they're white. Irish people are not spicy. Spicy white. Irish people are not spicy white, but right? like an Italian woman would be spicy white. You're from Switzerland. You're not spicy white. No. So I don't get it. They're, they're European too. Yes, I know. <laughs> I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. It's, sure. You see what I said t- at the beginning? Yes. This, this yes. is tiring. This is tiring. Yeah. <laughs> Living with Mark is tiring. You're right. Okay, sorry. I, I interrupted. Go ahead. Um, what would you expect? You I, wanted I don't awareness. know. I, awareness. But also, if if I was the clinic owner and I had employees coming to me telling me this was happening, and if there were specific clients, then I... I would want to have a presence there when these clients are coming in. Like I would, I I would want to see it firsthand because if the therapist isn't going to be comfortable enough to call it out, and I don't blame her. Like that's that's not a conversation that she needs to have. But if other people are witnessing it, they need to be calling it out, right? So if I'm the clinic owner, then I would feel some sort of responsibility okay. to witness this and say what's happening. Do you here? get rebooks mm. off of a client like that? Because I imagine you wouldn't. No. Nope. Absolutely not. So, Did any but also, ever... I don't want them in my space. No, 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 too. no, no. I just mean, I just mean for that action. So, oh, yeah. So it's 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 just strange. I, I feel like a clinic owner in a place where they're just booking, say, online, and they don't know who they're getting, yeah. and that's the business model. Then it's almost like you you there's there's nothing you can do other than hang a sign that says there's... this shit ain't tolerated. Well, that's right. the thing is there's there's no. not necessarily anything you can do just the to, but yes, being aware of it means you might pay a little more attention when. Right clients are coming in Mm -hmm. um even you know as jasmine said i i don't know if this would be a good thing or a bad thing but them not knowing what she looked like before they came in was probably i mean they're racist no matter what right but maybe if there were headshots on the website or what like just don't fucking book with me so i don't have to have this awkward interaction with you because i don't want you on my table because now i have to be the ultimate professional healthcare provider and take care of you even though I know that you're a fucking dick and I don't want to. And you know it sucks because you got someone else on the other uh, other side saying you know like like it shouldn't matter, blah blah blah. It shouldn't blah, matter. Put my picture up, blah blah blah. blah. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like a fucking no. That's win, what I mean. It's, it's horrible that I just said that. It it shouldn't matter, but if there's somebody who's going to come in and cause yeah. like an uncomfortable situation for a therapist, mm-hmm. like this is her place of work. She shouldn't feel unsafe or uncomfortable at work. That's exactly. So it. if we can avoid these people even booking with her to begin with, I would. I, I would. Do I that. might even depending on how how strong I feel about life on that day because. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a fucking fart in the wind, right? I might even go so far as like this person cannot book here at all. Oh no, yeah. definitely. Boom. That's what I mean. Like if yeah. I were the clinic owner and like I'm witnessing this, I don't want you here. I'm mm. not going to say, okay, sir, I'll book you with a white therapist. Yeah. I'm going to say, yeah, get yeah. the fuck out of here. Nice. Like mm-hmm. I don't need to deal with somebody like that. Interesting. I mean, I like it. Uh, it kind of depends on the person. It depends on the reception area too mm. because a lot of that got left to reception oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, because the owner wasn't there every day. So those reactions is the reception has to deal with them when they come out of treatment or before they go into treatment, right? So it's based on the skills on the reception too, unfortunately, for that space. Yeah. Um, but also reception was mainly students and uh, they had a very high turnover because the right. job was so high. So there was no point of educating the reception with enough time to really absorb and soak in what they're dealing with. See, now this the whole thing even just weirds me because if, if I'm a client like that, I'm trying to get inside the head of a client like that. Mm. If I'm a client like that, I'm, I feel like I probably wouldn't book appointments with people that I haven't seen. Do you know what I mean? I, I wouldn't go onto a website that doesn't have pictures mm-hmm. with your bio and that way I can guarantee, you know, I'm getting whatever I think I want to have. Do you know, does that make sense? If, if yeah, I'm no. that type of person, well, I, exactly. I feel like it's Why am I book- Why am yeah. I booking a treatment with somebody named Jasmine? That's yeah. not guaranteed to be a non-ethnic person <laughs> i mean if, unless we've got like sarah smith i'm, right. I'm but either way like it i don't even want that type of client in my environment to begin with i was going to ask you because we had another therapist from the states now she was from virginia which, originally from new york originally from new york mm-hmm. but is a practicing therapist in virginia and a black woman. Mm-hmm. And so Mark just flat that. out asked her, do you ever like if we've we've been through these southern states. And I mean, me as a white person, I like my mind was fucking blown the first time I traveled to southern states with my non white partner Mm. and we get there and it's literally like those scenes in a movie where you walk into a restaurant and you can then hear like all the forks drop and like Mm. everything goes quiet i was like i I just looked at him like what the fuck just happened he's like you just walked in here with a dark guy that's what Mm. just happened like the craziest shit i i told the story before we show up at a gas station and i go i go ask we're we're in kentucky and i go into this gas station and i say to the guy kentucky (laughs) I say to the guy, can you uh, turn on the pump for me? He goes, for you, no problem. We only don't do it for the blacks. I'm like, what? what Crazy. I, like, what the fuck did you just say to me? And he he, he was a brown guy. <laughs> like, the whole thing was just wild yeah, so, to me. Yeah. So when yeah. we had Dawn. When we had I Dom on. Because I, I'm he like, asked. you went from Brooklyn, New York to somewhere in West Virginia. And yes, there's lots of black folk in West Virginia, mm-hmm. but the vibe for black folk in West Virginia is probably a little different than Brooklyn, New York. Correct. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, so tell me, do you ever come across the racism there big time, right? Yes. And she's like, it yep. ain't just down here. Yes. <laughs> it's everywhere. Yes. But her, her experience was what I was just going to ask Jasmine about. Mm-hmm. She actually had had men walk in see her mm-hmm. and say no and that, not and not actually proceed with the treatment yeah that happened to me once what the fuck uh, for the four years i was there i mean what like what excuse does somebody give like you said you know you get the vibe you know why they're walking out what was the reasoning they gave they basically said i don't longer want treatment that was it Just, and because everyone to. else was booked that day they they left and i was like you know what that's fine i get an extra break <laughs> whatever you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt because we, as people of color, we are taught to um, keep calm in situations where you wouldn't think someone would keep calm, right? Uh, but also the states, their racism is very blatant, whereas Canada, it's very 
quiet it's insidious it's very hidden it's very interesting to me when people um specifically white people love to say oh canada's not as bad as the states canada is not as racist as the states i'm like oh no it is it's just quieter yes it's it's just quieter and i I also had the thought when when you're like you just gotta take it sometimes you just gotta and the other thought i had was yeah of course you have to take it because if you start a ruckus and the popo is here, mm. then you have a whole other potential issue that that, yes. that happens, They're right? Now, this is stuff that other people don't don't necessarily think about because yeah. you know their community might have a really good relationship with the police, and in some parts of other areas, you know, there are certain communities that do not have a good relationship with the police. So now I have to worry twice. I got to keep myself in line because yes, you know, things could escalate that you don't want to. Um, but I mean, that happened once. So luckily it's not such a prevalent thing. And, but also nowadays as, uh, media presents more positive images of, um, normal families being mixed or interracial or just, they're more prominent and there, there's more, um, reception for diversity, um, especially in the workplace and especially, um recreationally mm-hmm. i find it's it's getting better slowly definitely the george floyd uh riots and yeah, everything yeah. that happened around covid time yeah. kind of pushed that forward um but i yeah. i don't know i i'm again i'm just looking at another perspective mm-hmm. did it push things forward it it brought attention back to a giant problem did it push things forward i feel like there were some and again there's extremists with everything yes but i feel there were some people that took that whole situation and flipped it on its head like and created a whole mob of like angry white people who felt like they were being blamed for everything from slavery to police brutality to this, this, this. And, oh, you know, nobody's being oppressed. Like the amount of angry white people that came out of the woodwork after Mm -hmm. that thinking like, why, you know, why are we all being painted as bad guys? And Mm -hmm. no, like missing the entire point. Um, I actually tried to like settle people down <laughs> this is this is like i feel like this is like my role in the world i'm always trying to like keep it like let's all let's all listen to each other mm-hmm. but there was you know i had on one side the people who were of course furious as you should be like we watched a man get fucking murdered mm. if you were not in some way just fucking angry like if there was not fire in you after that i don't really understand yeah. i don't care who that guy was i don't care what the fuck he, like we just watched somebody get murdered when that didn't have to happen, right? So there was people who were angry and like going, you know, crazy on one side. And then there were people who were saying like, you know, the media is trying to like, you know, make everything about race. And this it was this weird online debate. And so mm-hmm. I tried to come on and say, listen, guys, regardless of where the racism stems from, whether you think it's, you know, the leftists, you think it's all these right wing people, you think it's the media, you think it's this. I'm like, I don't give a fuck where it's coming from. Mm -hmm. The fact is, we're all agreeing that there is so much ingrained racism in our society and in every system, like it's so ingrained Mm -hmm. that what we're fighting over now is whose fault it is. Like, you're, you're missing the entire point. I literally lost like, like handfuls of friends who were just like done with me because mm. I was trying to make them understand like you're not you're not it's getting to the point. It's mm. it's a weird it's a weird pill to swallow when my anger, outrage, sadness mm-hmm. is not directed to you, even right. though 
it's kind of about you, but it's not, it's more about me. And these are the emotions that I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. And just because you're, you know, you're kind of the cause of that doesn't mean what I'm doing right now is about you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's about me. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a big point that, that, that just gets missed. Yeah, absolutely. You see it when a kid is acting out, you're like, oh, well, they have no other way of expressing themselves, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, I'm not making that pair. I'm just, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm saying like, no, my, good... my outrage is not about you. My outrage right, right. is about me being outraged right now. That right. was the yeah. That was the point that people were missing. Is like people have an absolute right to be outraged right now. Like mm -hmm. they sh they should be outraged right now. Mm -hmm. And you trying to tell them, well, this is not helping. You know, as you guys were just talking and saying, you know. As people of color, you've been taught that in certain situations you remain calm because mm -hmm. if things escalate, what's going to happen? <laughs> if there's cops around, you're going to. It's almost like this is so fucked up, but this is where my head went because I have two little children. Mm. That scene in Frozen when they're like telling Elsa, like, don't be who they think you're you're supposed to be. Right. Like I mm. saw a lot of like my yeah. black friends saying things like that you know like if you get violent if you're rioting you're doing exactly what they what they're expecting you to do right. and i'm like that's such a fucked up mentality but like that's reality mm -hmm. for people who've experienced that type of racism where it's like oh you see you are angry you are you are being belligerent right now you are like whatever it is right yeah. uncivilized uncivilized if that's the word you want to use but yeah it's like the people that were trying to say like you know you're you're doing it to yourselves calm down but i'm like you're missing the entire completely fucking point completely i remember i saw a video uh by uh, i think her name is denisha carter she says um i've been trapped in a cage um it doesn't matter if i'm yelling or screaming i'm still trapped in a cage it doesn't matter if i'm a hawk or a hummingbird I'm still trapped in a cage. And so any other point to try and take away from the fact that we are trapped is just a form of manipulation. Yeah. That's all it is when it comes down to it. And so you kind of have to just step back and realize, okay, who are your people in this moment? Right. Who is going to be your tribe? Who's going to be your community that you can continue to thrive with? And who can you remove yourself from? Because if you stay in that space, it's going to drive you crazy no matter what. Yeah. And whether you hear me, or you don't. I'm still trapped in a cage. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. I had a discussion with uh, somebody. Uh, it's a white guy and he was, tr I posted something on my own Facebook, as I said, you know, just trying to show people like, can we stop arguing about like, who's the cause of the racism in society? And like, just mm -hmm. uh, like, let's agree like there is a problem. Mm -hmm. I don't care who's the cause of it right now. Like, can we just agree there is a problem? Let black people mourn right now right. let them feel how they're feeling like right. stop telling them how to feel stop telling them oh you're being manipulated by the media that's not helpful mm -hmm. right like that was my whole point in the post mm -hmm. and so this guy's coming at me saying like oh all this virtue signaling and this and that and blah 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 and you know it's it's not the white man's fault and i just said to him um these were mark's words he didn't know that and mark said to me the problem is he's trying to review a movie he hasn't seen mm. yeah and so i threw that at him and he went off on me. He's like, well, so what? My defect is being white. I'm objective and I'm seeing what I'm seeing here. And, you know, this is 
this is all getting blown way out of proportion. Um, you know, it's it's this victim mentality. And I'm like, oh, my God, Completely like you're gaslighting. I'm like, you're not you're not you're missing the entire fucking point. Like the entire point is because of what I was saying to him, as I said, even just from personal experience, as I said, having um, having a husband who's half black, having mixed race children, I'm like, I'm telling you, there is there are vast differences, like going out into places that I never experienced when it was just me and my white family. Right. And now I see right. it. Right. Like now I see it firsthand the way like that people talk to him versus talk to me or, yes. you know, I've never been searched so many fucking times Sorry. as traveling with you. <laughs> it's not like, your fault. A, technically. It's not your fault. But like every time we go through an it's airport, more like I look like a South American drug mule. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Ah. Every time we go through an airport, my, when, when my, my luggage is getting torn up. Yeah. Every time we cross a border, my yeah. car is getting searched. And I'm like, this is fucking why like it, like you said it's a vibe this is not coincidence it's not no. random it's no. not old people doing their job this guy gets pulled over just for driving <laughs> <laughs> completely it's unreal it's more of an intuition right now pretty much yeah. but when you were ordering medical equipment uh -huh. did you experience it the, the same way um curious that's a good no no I mean, it, it, <laughs> not really I guess because our workplace is different than that workplace. Yeah, yeah. yeah in our this, workplace is just every everybody. But also, in this workplace were, was uh, they were Filipino workers. Ah, gotcha, pretty much. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So they didn't have the same attitude. But no. I mean, in this industry, like Dom pointed out, like these are people, like these are seriously racist people, and they walk in somewhere and they see this black woman in front of them like oh mm -hmm. now i gotta spend an hour with you and you're gonna touch me but at the same time i know i'm a great therapist so yeah. it's gonna change you no matter what <laughs> so do you do you still come at it with like everything you do normally with a patient or client or do you go at it a little different like i don't care about this a little bit more or maybe i'll maybe i'll put a little bit more pressure in areas that i know are going to be a little bit uncomfortable <laughs> or is it the complete reverse i'm going to change this person's mind uh i've definitely done the latter i've definitely been really? like i'm just going to do what i do best and see what their reaction is at the end and most of the time they're like wow that was the best massage i've ever had i'll come back next week and i'm like great how would Perfect. You, how would you do that? Would you do these? Are, these are the options, right? The option is I'm just not going to give it my all. I'm not going to care. Who cares? I'm just going to do whatever I want and just watch the time go by. And I'm putting as little effort as possible. That's A. B is I'm going to put you know small surface area parts of my body, like my elbows and my thumbs, in places where I know this motherfucker is going to squirm a little bit. Or I'm going to change your mind. I'm going to give it my all. That's a very impossible question for me to answer because nobody has ever treated me badly because of something like the color of my skin somebody might come in and just be a fucking asshole because that's their persona okay, so let's go and in that. those cases i fucking kill them with everything i got because i i know you're gonna love me by the end of it and they always do mm. but i don't know how i would feel again if it was something like blatant racism because mm. I, I don't experience that right mm -hmm. but also i realize I'm not changing them as a person to be like, oh, now everybody who's a person of color is amazing. Right. It's just, I know it's specifically for me. Yeah, yeah. So hmm. it's not a great, it's not an overall change. It's a little change. Right, right, That's right, all. Right, right. You made me watch something, that whole thing with like the, the, 
black man who like infiltrated the KKK and became like oh, yeah, yeah. best friends with yeah. whatever was he the Grand Wizard, uh, <laughs> Grand Grand Wizard. <laughs> the Wizard Supreme uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sounds and like something that Dave, I could not wrap my head around that whole thing the mm. whole like idea of the mutual respect and friendship with these two guys like I I couldn't understand it from like the perspective of like the black man, like mm-hmm. knowing you're hanging out with this guy. And it's exactly as you just said, he respects you. Yeah. He tolerates you. He brings you around his friends, but he still hates your black family, your mm. children. Like, and not he, even that I, in this conversation where we're sitting here, it's I, I'm, 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 and I'm superior to you, by the way. Yes. I'm you know still that, right? superior. I'm still to superior. To you. Yeah. But, yeah. but I like you and we can be friends. Like I could not, we watched it and Mark, you know, he had a lot of questions for me because he always does. Like, what did you think? What you, and I was like, I, 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 like, I, I, I don't know. That, that was literally me. I was just, I'm like, I can't wrap my head around it. Like why this black man would want to be there. But like, I also understood the desire to like, I want to get inside your head and understand, like, why do you right. hate me so much? Because right. he had, I mean, his, his theory of, it's you you hate what you fear right mm-hmm. so like yep. i want you to get to know me and like remove that fear and then they built this friendship right. and then he didn't hate him but at the end of it like he still really hated black people mm. and he still thought that white people were superior mm-hmm. the whole thing really fucked well, with me for at, days at, i couldn't at, stop at thinking some about point, it at some point that dude walked away from the kkk like that's how that particular story ends mm. i really wish he had told me that when we watched that's that why, that's why that's why he's that fucked got, with me for like four days that's why on the stage he has like he has the outfit like oh, that right he had the grand outfit. wizard outfit. The guys, like, I, yeah i'm out here here's here's my stuff for your book okay maybe you did t- maybe i did know that maybe i shouldn't you know have a third glass of wine while we're watching these things <laughs> but you know what i learned um a psychologist put out a video about morality and so she says some people operate on a horizontal plane of morality Mm -hmm. and some people operate on a vertical plane so the horizontal plane is basically the code of everybody is equal to me right the vertical plane is i'm above someone and someone else is above me so my moral code will improve or not based on who i'm talking to Mm. and so it kind of sounds like the black guy who went into the kkk he operated on a horizontal plane to see everyone as equal regardless of what they're doing he absolutely did yeah like he he fascinated i mean he he like i said he fucked with my head for like four days i couldn't stop thinking like why why like i got why but i didn't get why you know like i'm like how do you put aside the anger mm. and just hang out with this guy that you well, know believes I mean, is he's superior to anger you. Is he temporary have, though maybe sometimes. He didn't have so. anger. Is anger temporary? I'm an Aquarius. Maybe, I, I maybe, just love that. maybe he maybe he didn't have anger. Like I know there's but lots how? of people. I know lots of I know there's <laughs> lots of people that dislike and and I'll even put into the hate category me. That don't make me angry. I'm not mm-hmm. angry by it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, but they hate you for things you do and what you say. Even, and even, even even not. There's people that probably have never heard our podcast before, mm-hmm. but someone told them they say fuck a lot and then they won't listen and they're like, don't listen. To, right. I guarantee it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Don't take that guy's courses. Blah, 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 blah. But do people hate you to the extent that like the I'm KKK saying, hates saying, though, maybe, black I'm, people? I'm only suggesting that maybe that dude, maybe angry wasn't the thing because I can, I can see how... Uh, it, that would be really difficult to do if you were angry. Mm-hmm. But maybe it wasn't coming from 
I don't think there was so. an anger there. He could, there's no way he could have felt anger. Like I was getting angry for him watching it. I was like, <laughs> why? What? I, yeah. I don't know. And it's be, again, it's something that maybe I will never was, understand was, and never be able really, to wrap my head around. It was really interesting to to see the clan dudes kind of when this guy tells the story. I mean, most of this stuff is his, him telling us this story. Okay. And there's a couple of video clips from, I there guess, was a 60 few Minutes clips. did a piece yeah. on this when it first came out. Mm. I forgot what I was saying. Unbelievable. <laughs> what was I saying? It was interesting to see the clan dudes. Yeah, the clan dude, how he was, he was, he was, he was, he was turning, right? Yes. It was, okay, I'm really reluctant to even have this meeting with you. Okay, now we're talking. Okay, maybe we can do this again. Right. Okay, um... Why don't you come to a clan rally? Okay, right. I accept. Do you know what I mean? Right. And then this dude at the clan rally is basically telling all the other clans dudes, like, chill out. He's cool. He respects me. We might not agree, but we respect each other. Mm-hmm. You know, he respects me probably better than some of you guys out here, type of thing. And, and to see that switch is that was figured really it fucking I figured it out. I figured it what, out you as you out? were just talking. Sure. The whole like why I can't wrap my head around it and the anger piece. Okay. I figured it out like just based on what you were saying. There's certain things that I have a really hard time. And this is a me problem. This is not not everybody has this problem, but I know this about me. There's certain things that in my mind, I'm like, there is no fucking debate. Mm. Like in most circumstances, I can be like, okay, we see things differently. You know, this is how you think. This is how I think. And I can be at peace with that. Mm-hmm. There's certain things where I'm like, there is only one right here. Mm-hmm. And I know that there's always going to be people who think differently. Yeah. But like, to me, I'm like, I need to fix okay. Like in my mind, is, I think is, I need to fix those people. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're so wrong. I need to fix you. This is what makes it even more interesting to me. Yeah. Because then it makes me want to think, I want to know, why do you think the way you think? If what you're thinking is completely wrong yeah. and in left field and no one thinks like this, but you do. And you're so set on it and you believe it so hard. I want to know why. Sometimes I'm like that too. Sometimes I'm like that too. Like, why is that one scapula winged and the other one isn't? I want to know why. <laughs> you yeah. you want to know why? I, wa- I want to smack them over the head with like a mallet and say, fix yourself. <laughs> it all comes down to empathy. I care At less. the end of the day, it comes down to empathy. Unilateral, I care. And it also comes down to energy, right? What you put out is what you're going to receive. Yep. And so the black eye was putting out good energy. Yeah, yeah. And the white KKK guy was taking that in and his mind was slowly going, oh, okay, maybe this could work. It's really interesting. Right? It's really interesting. Everything is energy. Hmm. Everything is, but Mark will tell you, there's certain things, like we were were having a discussion the other night and I said to him, did you ever notice we agree on nothing? And he's like, no, we don't. I'm like, see, we don't agree. But you knew he was going to say that. I knew he was going to say that. But I was like, but did you ever notice, like, it's very true. Like, when it comes to, like, really deep, deep core values, I think that we have a lot of similarities. Mm -hmm. But just everyday life, we view things from very different perspectives. Like you said, Mm -hmm. we have a very different lens. Yeah, your childhood experiences are completely different. Everything is completely different. Everything about... lens is scratched and dirty. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little bit of dust. So there's... 
there's a lot of times where Retrofitted he will say camera. something. <laughs> he's he's he'll say something, and I'll be like, okay, but did you ever think of it from this? Or I will say something that I feel really passionate about, mm-hmm. and he'll be like, but did you ever look at it from this? And most of the time, it actually makes for really good discussion. You know, we both talk and whatever, and nothing gets super heated. Yeah. But he will tell you when there's something that like I cannot wrap my head around how anyone could view it from any other angle, mm-hmm. and even if he agrees with me, mm-hmm. he will always play devil's advocate because that's just like the relationship we have yeah and so he'll start saying well what about this what about this and he'll tell you there's sometimes where it gets to a point where i'm like i can't have this discussion with you anymore Mm. like because i get to that point where i'm like i i can't and i i consider myself an empathetic person but Mm -hmm. at a certain point i'm like no like if you think that way i don't even i i don't even know how to connect with you or communicate with you i have to everything's just blurred yeah i'm like no nothing is Mm. making sense to me anymore i gotta stop this Mm. i don't think i have that i don't think you do either i don't think i've i don't think i felt that before because you'll keep going and going and going i'm like okay we need to stop because i'm gonna i'm gonna start to hate you and you don't even think this way you're just trying to help me see things from a different perspective (laughs) and i'm gonna punch you in your face so we should stop (laughs) sometimes i just think of it as i have a shield around me Mm. and so certain reactions i just don't let get to me as much I can kind of let it waft over my body mm. and it'll be gone. It depends it depends on the situation of course, but um maybe it's like I was saying before through childhood experiences we are taught to build this armor, right? And so we whatever gets thrown at us is more easily swept away in in some instances. Mm. Unless it directly attacks your person. Yeah. To where you go, okay, I'm going to throw a punch back. I could see that's where you're coming from, in a way. <laughs> Are these right? conversations you have with other black female therapists? I'm curious. I have before. Yeah? So I have before. It's the same story? Yes, pretty much. Wow. Pretty much. So you have other like industry friends who experience like exactly what you have or what you had experienced at the spa i would say some people have and some people have dealt with it in very minor situations um it's like microaggressions right Hmm. um maybe an example of that would be um lots of people comment on my hair right Uh, i get to change it anytime i want (laughs) (laughs) which is awesome so i think that people commenting on it, they go, oh, I can't do that with my hair. So they're very intrigued and curious. Mm. It's when the comments turn to a, what did you just say? <laughs> Give me an example of a- I know, I need, did, to, I need what, to, because as I'm you, hearing you, I'm like, <laughs> what did you just say? I'm like, man, I'm, prob- I'm probably at some point in my life guilty of that, you know, like having yeah, black friends through school. <laughs> I'm sure that there's been times where I've said like, like, Oh my God, like Stupid I love your shit. hair because yeah, Completely, they can change it yeah. any other, but yeah, I want to know like when, what people have said that have crossed that line into like just noticing your hairstyle mm-hmm. versus like, pardon me. Right. Um. So the owner of the spa, <laughs> uh, during my interview, I wore a wig. So it was a very straight kind of wavy mm. hair type. Mm-hmm. And then... For context, I whenever I change my hairstyle, I let my natural afro out just to give (laughs) myself a break because the hair is heavy, right? It's very invasive. And so one day she saw me with the afro and she goes, oh, 
where's your other hair? I like that better. <gasps> and I was like, you mean you don't like my natural hair? She goes, no, no, no. I, I like this too. But your other hair just looks so much more glamorous. Whoa. Now wow. I was like, oh. <laughs> See, there's okay. an example of how do you not realize how stupid that is? Like, right? this is where I have trouble where I'm like, <laughs> I want to have empathy and try to understand where your thought process came from, but I look at you like you're an idiot. Right. Like, right. But your, also, your natural hair is not as nice as the wig. Like, come on, bro. I think my brain, wow. after analyzing the situation, she probably was thinking of her brand as her company, right? Mm -hmm. Of putting that palatable right, look right, 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 right. in front of clients. But that's right? even worse, is it not? The, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. So I know where that comment came from. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> you to I mean, so many other things could have been said, but... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, at least I can, I empathize that way because it makes me think, okay, I know wh where this comment came out of. Mm. Yeah, out of her stupid ass. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I, good for you guys for having the ability to hear this and have empathy. I'm like, what a dumb fucking thing to say. Completely. <laughs> like, I mean, this is not the same, but just as an example, I know I've told Mark this story. I have two friends who um, both have kids that go to the same school as my kids. Mm. And one day we're all hanging out talking and one of the friends is married to an Italian dude. Mm -hmm. And she was talking about how she learned to cook all this good Italian food and blah, blah, blah. But she makes it just a little healthier, right? Mm. Like she, she trims the fat a little. Uh, so the two friends I'm hanging out with uh, are very different body sizes mm -hmm. and she's going on about um how her husband is like uh i'm italian and look how skinny i am and she goes well i mean i don't know what he's complaining about it's better that i've uh, cleaned up his diet and he's gotten skinny rather than getting fat wow and she did that <laughs> and i was like wow like literally just wow mm -hmm. did you don't even realize how bad like at this point if you're gonna say the word just fucking say the word right that fa i was like oh come on really read the room read the fucking room <laughs> some people's children eh? <laughs> some people's children uh, or you get the typical um question you know how clients especially they go oh where do you go to school or um, how did you want to become a massage therapist? Or they try to dig and dig and dig. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, usually one of the questions is, oh, what's your background? And I normally say, I'm half Guyanese, I'm half Jamaican. And they go, oh my God, I love jerk chicken. <laughs> 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 I'm like, that's good for you. I was good watching something recently. I wish I could remember what it was, but I was watching Can something. Can you imagine that? I, I was watching something with a <laughs> West Indian guy. I can't remember where, where he was from. But he was talking about this, like the stupid shit people say to him. <laughs> yeah. Like we could have a whole fucking series of like stupid shit people say. Yeah. But it was like somebody had said to him, like, where are you from? And I guess let's say he said he was from Trinidad. Like, oh, my neighbor's from Guyana. He's like, cool, cool. Different place. But <laughs> <laughs> Tell me you don't know geography. You would. <laughs> That's, funny. That's really funny. Oh, you're Italian. Ooh, I love pizza. <laughs> so good. So good. Uh, but here's my empathetic brain. They want to make a connection. They to want you, to make a connection. Right. 
And so they just threw out whatever came to their brain without Wait, Jamaica jerk chicken. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna go with jerk chicken. See, that's <laughs> I, I, I went to school when I was in university. I'm gonna go with jerk chicken. <laughs> when I was in university, I took a I took a bunch of Caribbean studies courses. And this one dude who happened to be in all of my classes, he was hardcore, man. If you asked him, like, where are you from? Mm. He would get mad and offended. Mm. It's like, what do you mean, where am I from? Mm. I'm not, I can't be from here. What, I don't belong? Like, Mm. it just went from zero to 60 very, very fast. People do get very offended with that question. I actually overheard it happening. Where was I? It must have been at... I want to say like a salon. It was it was recent. Like within the last couple of weeks, I was somewhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. It was when we were filming on location somewhere. We'll I'll tell you where after. And the person who greeted us at the door, um, once I tell you where and you remember who she was, uh, she was helping out somebody while mm. we were we were talking with another employee. Okay. And I heard the person, the client, say to her, um, because he also had a similar look to her. So he was like, oh, where are you from? She's like, I was born here. Yeah. And so I was like, "I my ears just perked up. I'm like, I wonder how this is going to go. Right. Because people don't like that question. Like, why do I, because I'm not white, like, why do I always have to explain where I was from? Yeah. Like, especially somebody, like, you could be third generation by now and you're mm-hmm. not what, it, not to mention the fact that, like, our children, for example, they're fucking Canadian. Like you were born yeah. here, yeah. I was born here, they were born here. Yeah, they're so fucking Canadian too. But they don't look white. Is it okay yeah. to ask someone about their ethnicity? Is it okay? I, I, you guys tell me. Is it okay? Like I don't know. Is it okay? I don't mind it. I guess. Right. So I that might have a. So I think, but there's I, certain. See, look, I'm, there's I'm, certain I'm, people. I got that empathy thing going on. <laughs> Maybe that person is just like they just want to know your ethnicity and they don't know how to express it any other yeah. way than like where are you from. So this yeah. was the thing is I I recognized what I recognized what he was doing yeah, because yeah. they had a similar look. And even the way that they spoke, I was like, okay, I think he's trying to make a commonality. Like you said, he's trying to get, gain a connection with her, They're right? They're both right. Red- redheaded stepchildren. <laughs> <laughs> so he asked her, Kidding, where are you from? She says, I'm born here. And he's like, and then he got kind of like quiet because he realized there are people who are going to get very offended by this. So he got super awkward. Mm-hmm. And then thankfully, she actually broke the awkward tension. She said, oh, like my father's originally from here. My mother's from here. And he was like, oh, my, you know, my family's from, and then mm-hmm. they started talking. And yeah. I was like, I don't think he meant any harm by anything. No, no. But her original, like I was born here. I'm like, oh, you know what he meant. Yeah. And then it's like, is it okay? Is it not okay? It's, it's weird though. But I think maybe some people just get exhausted being yes, constantly asked like if you're not white well where are you really from but you know what I, sometimes I get petty and I ask them so where are you from <laughs> but isn't and I don't know the answer and I don't even know if I agree what I'm going to say yeah I don't know if I'm going to agree with what I'm going to say isn't the only way to make these things change is to call people out on it and that way that person that didn't recognize oh saying it like this is horrible saying it like this is not that yeah. bad then mm-hmm. that's the only way it ever it ever spreads mm. Yes and no. Lemon law spread. Yes and no, because um, the reaction to being called out usually results in someone feeling like a victim, right? the variable (laughs) I didn't take into account. (laughs) Right. Spoke too soon. So it's, yeah, it's hard. Like, 
you definitely want to take opportunities to educate people, but not in a condescending way that's not going to make them learn, but that's just going to make them feel shame when their original intent may not have been bad. Yeah. Like you have to also, again, go read the room. Like here's where your empathy comes in. Read the fucking room. Did they mean anything by it? Right. Um, I, again, I've talked about this before where I have a uh, a family member who is a trans person mm. and their partner, I feel like sometimes waits for people to fuck up on pronouns or mm, just whatever, to attack. just to attack. Yeah. And I'm like, well, but isn't that defeating the purpose? Like make people learn. Mm-hmm. Without making them hate themselves, well, how, how would how would I have known? Right? How would I have known if you didn't correct me? Like mm-hmm. that's it. And that's the thing is, it can be a simple correction. Not as, like someone sending me like, emails like this is this is the new language, Mark. You got to go with this. Right. Like how the fuck? Do a I simple know? correction it of just this is how I identify these are my pronouns versus don't ever use that again. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's a way. But then again, I also look at it from the other side, and here's the empathy again, where mm-hmm. like it must get fucking exhausting, right? Being empathetic, correcting, exhausting. correcting everybody all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I can see that that it must get so tiring. Like Mark, you're telling me you're not tired of people saying to you like, "Hey man, you Filipino?" Like, does that not get tired, <laughs> <laughs> or is it just funny to you? Like it's every little, single person that meets you thinks you're Filipino. And you're like, no, I'm not. And then it's like, well, where are you from? And then you got to go into the whole thing. Because you don't look typically Chinese. You don't look typically African. You don't look I like, like it you- when I get Polynesian. Mm. <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take that. See, because you just mm. she's like tasty. Like I, I'll take. Like, I literally, take I literally that. like bit my bit, bit my lip to not say anything, but I was like, yeah, that's kind of hot. I'm okay with that. <laughs> a little bit of moistness going on in this room. All you need to say is Polynesian, and then suddenly, anyway, that's true. A lot of, but he's he gets everything right. Like Spanish people ask him, "Are you Spanish?" Yeah. Um, it's the worst, yeah. by the way, because <laughs> we'll be someone. I don't speak anything but English and truck driver. Right? That's it. That's all. <laughs> truck driver. <laughs> All the language, it's all the language I know. The, the swears, the swears, the swears. Okay, gotcha. right? that's like it's along with my dad. Like those are the only two languages I know. So when I'm somewhere where they don't speak English, like I'm in Dominican, yeah, and I'm like, oh, this guy thinks I'm Spanish because he's just talking to me like I'm Spanish, like yes, crazy, yes. and I just look like deer in headlights. <laughs> I can imagine what I look like. He's probably looking at me like, bro, like <laughs> no habla inglés, right? So wait, sorry. Now I'm I'm actually going to ask. Ask, yeah. Where did you where did you say your background is from? Your Guyanese, Guyanese and, and Jamaican. Your Guyanese and Jamaican. But I am third mm, generation. I so. love beef patties. <laughs> I really, Shut up. I really do love beef patties and jerk chicken. Let's be honest. Where's the cocoa bread? Where's the cocoa it? bread? Who doesn't? Exactly. But because we're from a, such a diverse city, <laughs> that's everywhere for us. Yeah. Whereas, true. I don't think. In my travels, I've found a more diverse place. You won't. I don't think you will. You won't. Yeah, I don't think I will either. Honestly. You will not. I love Scarborough so much. I say this so much, but I love this part of Toronto. I mean, all of Toronto is very multicultural. It's not just Scarborough. Yes. I mean, I'm biased because I grew up in Scarborough, but I fucking love Scarborough so much because every, you know, you go one block and you're like, I can get all the best Indian food here. You go to another Mm -hmm. block and you're like, sweet, there's like very authentic Chinese food here. And you're like, I'm in the mood for West Indian. I'll just go to this block over here. I fucking love Scarborough. I feel like we have such 
a mix of different cultures and different people in this part of the city. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure other pro- pockets of Toronto are just like that, but yeah, yeah. totally. I love it. And that's why every time I love we, my, my we talk live, about leaving, live in a place like this. Yeah. Yes. I, I love it. I love raising kids here. Yes. Not, I know this is, I don't know, maybe this is microaggression and I apologize in advance if it is, but when my daughter first started school and her three best friends, none of their parents spoke English. And I'm like, I fucking love that. Like, I just, yes. I love that she's mm-hmm. making friends. Like her, her three best friends, one was from Sri Lanka, one was from Vietnam, and one was from Egypt. I was right. like, this is awesome. Right. Like she's just meeting so many different types of people and the parents like legitimately barely spoke English. Mm. It was really fun planning play dates. Yes. None of us spoke the same language. <laughs> But I feel like this this is so great for her. And so, I mean, so great for them. Like they're right. not growing up in a, in or at least the way I look at it, they're not mm. growing up in a group of people where it's like this person is somehow better than this person yeah. and this color is worse than this. Co- like, yeah. Or even not even better, even just different. Right. It's not even like I know because there's su- like, like their school is so yeah. culturally diverse that mm-hmm. I just love it. And that's why when we talk about moving, I was like, oh, but I just feel like we have like the perfect group of people around us like i don't i don't really want to leave right right but that's the thing kids aren't born racist that's they're not something that's taught yeah so it's really up to the parents on how your kid is going to develop into an adult i can't imagine how you'd be racist going to the school our kids go to like i can't even i can't even like that would be tiring i can't pick a predominant race at Mm -hmm. my kids school and that's what i really love about it like there's just such a a beautiful mix of people and there's so many mixed race kids at Mm. this school like there isn't like you have no idea where anybody's from there's no point in even asking we're all from everywhere i like the colombian russian couple they're cool yeah they're great (laughs) that's amazing and their their kid speaks everything oh my god can you imagine english we we got invited to their house a few weeks ago so yeah the wife is russian the father is colombian and both of them english was their second language Mm -hmm. so we go to this party and there's like a group of people speaking russian there's a group of people speaking spanish and then there's a french dude (laughs) there was a french guy and the children of this couple there's two of them mm-hmm. speak all three languages and watching them bounce back and forth between the different mm-hmm. languages depending on which family member they were talking to i'm like this is wild yes like it was so fucking cool to watch like these kids are so little the oldest one is five but they're gonna be so smart or yeah. they're already getting smarter they've got to right? be we'll see i grew up in a in caledon so it was very <laughs> very white school oh wow i think actually there was one black teacher that i connected with and I think the other black child was like kindergarten when I was there for grade mm. six or seven. But I mean, getting to high school, I went to a <laughs> way more diverse school. Sorry, I'm stoned. I'm, sit- I'm sitting <laughs> yes, here stoned. You are. <laughs> I'm sitting here stoned and I want to ask something, but I don't. Because oh, no. It's just stupid and I'm stoned. Ask it's it. like, it's like you when know, I cut when, it out later. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like. It's like when I'm in a crowd of people yeah. and I recognize that someone's from Trinidad, mm-hmm. it's like, we got to acknowledge each other. Mm. <laughs> when you're in a room full of massage therapists, mm. is it like when the sister walks in, you're like, let's acknowledge each other here. Is it <laughs> one of those? Like, That's why I feel I with anyone so. from Trinidad. That, <laughs> see why I feel dumb about asking this? I don't think so. Fucking, that does there happen. Is no connection. Do you not? Do you remember? This was years these, ago. Looking, you might remember. Share a look, like you. Yeah. 
So yeah. I have a I massive, see you. <laughs> massive family. Like uh-huh. my grandparents are Catholic newfies, right? Yeah. So oh, that did happen. <laughs> yeah, that this happened. Yeah, yeah. So okay. I brought Mark to a family function at Allegiant because <laughs> I've got a massive family. So, you know, Allegiant's <laughs> the only place that would hold us. Right. And one of my older cousin's husbands is Jamaican. Okay. And Mark walked through the door. I've never seen that man's <laughs> face light up like it did oh. that day. He goes over to Mark and he's like, welcome. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. He was so happy. Like, there's another non-white person here. Welcome. You know what? I do have sometimes the thought of, thank God. <laughs> no shared look, though. Eh? We'll see. I see you. But I honestly, you. now that I run my own space, I can control who comes into my space mm. for the most part. Have you rejected anyone then? Have I rejected, rejected anyone? Rejected anyone? Uh, only if they make like sexual comments or requests on the phone. So this is before. Okay, yeah, yeah. What kind? Of, oh, no, I don't need to know what kind. Of. <laughs> I do actually. Like, what does someone say on the phone? Because I've seen what people like yeah. might post in like one of those massage groups. What people text. Mm-hmm. What does someone say on the phone? The same shit. They ask for. In a certain tone, they say, do you do full body service? Okay, yeah. Right. Yeah. And, but also, um, they call you after hours. Right. And it's also the vibe <laughs> yeah. of the person. You can hear that through the phone, too. So you said now that you do your own thing, mm-hmm. you don't have to sort of like bin and, gr- bin and grin it. Wow, yeah, Amanda speaks good, good English. <laughs> you don't have to grin and bear it mm-hmm. when somebody, you're getting the vibe and you know that like this is not somebody I want on my table. Mm-hmm. Have you had the experience now running your own practice mm-hmm. where somebody does encounter you and you feel like, this is not a good vibe and if never you ever, no never i why why do you think what has changed my website is very diverse okay first of all the pictures of people getting massage for visual aids mm. is so far and few between i was like whoa so um the pictures that i have on my website to book there's uh person of color in a couple situation there is a person of color getting hands put on them and maybe their white hands or maybe their other color hands um there's just more color in is general your, is your face on your website it my face was on the website and then i switched it to uh just a colored person massaging another colored person mm. i can't remember why i made the switch I can't remember why I made Maybe it has something to do with your two phones. No, I'm just <laughs> All the illegal activity that's happening. Uh, no, no. Oh, my gosh. But, but, but the only way someone's booking with you is off the website, and therefore they're very aware what, yes. they're, what they're booking. Gotcha. For the most part. That makes sense. But also, once again, it's the energy that yeah. I put out. Yeah. I try to be the most, well, I feel like I'm the most outgoing person and the most kind I'm not gonna say nice because people take advantage of nice, and so I no realize, nice is nice is not good. No, I try to specifically use the word kind with my kids. Yes, I don't need you to be nice. Yes, you need to be kind to people. You don't need to be nice because kind <laughs> just means it's you true. have boundaries, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's like what I say when I drive. I don't need you to be polite on the road. I need you to be predictable. <laughs> like, don't be nice by letting oh, people God. through. No one's expecting that, bro. Let's just be predictable here. Let's be predictable. Yeah, driving for mobile. Oh wow. 
You, just, you see a lot. You just see a lot. <laughs> yeah, I bet. So thankfully, you've not had to deal with racism in your own practice and right. in, in your mobile world. Yes. Um, but in the spa, you were dealing with it. And mm-hmm. you have, I assume, other therapist friends mm-hmm. who are people of color. Yeah. Are you still like hearing a lot of these stories? Mm. Actually, you know what has happened since the writing and all that craziness uh, i find people outwardly want to support black businesses yes right there's this whole trend of let's support black <laughs> i just thought of a bald white guy going to buy a weave <laughs> <laughs> you would i support <laughs> i support but no it's true that right. that did come to the forefront you know like people were more purposely trying to support black it, it stopped He's, he can't even get over the, the white guy with such the weave a, right now. A, but that happens. There's even like stores in the mall, like right by here, mm-hmm. like purposely like black owned. Like this yes. is this is something that has definitely gotten more prevalent. It's the, yes. sa- it's the same idea. Like the, the schools do like orange shirt day, right? Mm-hmm. For the indigenous children. Yeah. And now, you know, people just know better. If you're going to support this cause, mm-hmm. support indigenous businesses. Like don't yes. go buy an orange shirt from walmart and pretend that you care about this cause at all yes but also don't barter with their prices yeah they're going to support also (laughs) pay what they ask you to (laughs) hear that bald white guy just pay for it (laughs) pay for the damn weave full price full price Uh, so i'm getting a lot of support that way as well and then referrals from that um kind of kept piling on and on which is good do you ever and i have to ask this question because we kind of went that direction with like you know people want to support black businesses yes do you ever recognize like white guilt and does it make you laugh a little bit or like do you do you ever see that do you ever see like people purposely guilt is the white guilt is white people like recognizing all of the struggles of people of color and feeling like I need to do more. I need to prove that I'm an ally in some way. Like, Mm. and it, it, it sometimes shows up in very bizarre ways. And Mm. so I, you know, do you ever see that with your business? Do you ever see people like specifically trying to like, you know, show you like, I'm going to support your business because I support black women in business. Huh? That's a good question because I mean, technically, it's still a good thing. Yeah. Because you're still showing support. Um, I guess with mobile massage, you're going to people's homes. And so you could see like, oh, a white family has African art. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. They have book books about like wokeness and different political views. And so that to me tells me. Yeah, they're they're down with us, right? <laughs> I don't know they're how trying. to say that. <laughs> I have I have an African woman on one of my shelves that Mark put there. I don't know where she came from. <laughs> but also it, it 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 scares me a little because you don't know if they put that up right before you walked in. <laughs> oh my god, can you imagine? But I, I doubt it still. <laughs> and then uh when the um the Asian naturopath comes over. <laughs> the buddha <laughs> oh god damn it i also have a buddha but that also came from you <laughs> uh, 
my living room is very interesting oh, because shit. Mark's got, you know, roots in Hong Kong and then also Caribbean and also African, you know, mm-hmm. like there's, there's such a mix of culture with his parents. Mm. So I've got like Chinese artwork above my couch. I've got this like wooden carving of this like African woman on one of my shelves. I've got a Buddha somewhere else. I've got some Japanese men who are fishing. Yeah, overall, it just tells you you're a good person. <laughs> I think. <laughs> right? You're, there's no crazy insults that will be hurled your way. I like all the artwork. It's yeah. nice. I don't know what any of it means, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I really appreciate you coming to talk. And I know this, you know, was supposed to be a serious conversation. It was three a of serious us, conversation. The yeah, three of us totally. spent the most time laughing. No, but, there were some very serious things that were said here. But sure. I'm glad that you wanted to talk about this because- Not every for, serious conversation needs to be fucking stuffy. No, it does no. not need to be stuffy. No. But there are therapists who probably experience this shit and mm-hmm. feel very alone and mm-hmm. like feel like they don't know what to do and they don't know if they should say anything and- mm-hmm. I think the more people are talking about it, even just to show like this does happen, mm-hmm. whether you right. see it or not, this is happening. And also to believe the people that are telling you this is happening. For I think sure. that was the biggest fucking message that got missed back in 2020 is mm. if somebody's telling you something, can you just believe them? Can you just listen to them? That is their experience. If you're not experiencing that, I'm so fucking happy for you, mm. but it doesn't mean that they're not. So one last thing before we go, Jasmine, because you've been so awesome. Um, <laughs> if there's like, you know, the brand new therapist who is just going out there, maybe, you know, somebody who is a person of color mm-hmm. and a woman, I think, you know, it's double whammy there. But what advice might you have for them or what would any words of wisdom for somebody who, you know, is possibly going to have to deal with some of the shit? Take in as much as you can. Be observant of everything. And as time goes by, you will learn how to handle certain situations. Or you may be able to watch other people going through those situations and learn from how they've dealt with it. Definitely find a mentor because that's what I did through college we had to for a project actually find a mentor who you wanted to go into the field of their expertise and talk with them sit with them every so often (laughs) there's so much actually we have so many more resources nowadays to help us with those questions and help us with getting through difficult situations um Overall, don't be afraid to ask for help. Yeah. That's probably been my my biggest fact of change, right? Because I grew up with a be independent and be strong, right? And so being able to break that mindset and say, actually, I need help with this thing has mm-hmm. really helped me in my practice, for sure. Um, but also don't be afraid to evaluate your own thoughts going through your head as well i find sometimes i even i have random thoughts that are negative pop into my brain and so i have to analyze oh why did that pop up where did that come from Mm -hmm. how can i change that and so 
as you continuously do that over and over again with each of your own thoughts, it becomes second nature to change the negative thought to a positive. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. That makes sense. And I mean, I know you outside of this, so I know you are a very positive person and you understand the idea of everything is energy and what you put out comes back. And that is super powerful. Like I, I, every time I say this, I know there's people rolling their eyes. I literally hear your eyes rolling guys, but <laughs> it, it does make a huge difference. It's, you know, what I try to teach my kids all the time is you cannot control how people in the world behave. You cannot control what people throw at you. The only mm-hmm. thing you can control is how you handle that situation, how you react, how you're going to take in that information, how you're mm-hmm. going to let it affect you. Yeah. And so if, your reaction is always like oh this fucking sucks everything is shit mm-hmm. and why does this always happen to me and mm-hmm. the the whole victim mentality and i know earlier i was saying like well, i don't know why you wouldn't get angry but at the same time like yeah i do get it you mm-hmm. could live your whole life being fucking miserable because right. some people are shit or you can choose to say you're shit and I'm going to focus my energy on the people that are not, right? Exactly. And I'm going to not let anything you do dictate how I feel about myself or my situation or I'm not going to let you affect my happiness. So yeah. I know that you get that. Yes. And I think that's something that is really difficult and it takes a lot of self-awareness, which you have spent a long time working on. Oh, yes, for sure. But for I hope sure. that other people will hear this and also recognize like you just can't put the energy towards these people because unfortunately, I like I really wish that this statement wasn't true. I feel like there's just there's always going to be racist people. There's mm. always going to be just people who think that they have the right to tear other people down, whether mm-hmm. it's based on race or culture or religion or mm-hmm. what social class, whatever the fuck it is. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be people who think like, I have the right to belittle somebody else. Mm, I wish yeah. that wasn't true. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sounding very pessimistic right now, but I don't I don't <laughs> really see that coming I'll, to an end I'll anytime sound, soon. I'll sound positive here. Uh-huh. You, you, you made, I learned shit here. Look at this. I'm stoned and I'm learning shit. Woo! I learned shit here just based on what you said. You evaluate your thoughts and then you, you do whatever to your thoughts. You mm-hmm. manipulate your thoughts to have a better outcome or a different outcome. Mm-hmm. I evaluate way too late. I go through the thought, then the action, and then I evaluate my action. Mm. And then I decide, was that, is that how I want to handle this or whatever the case is? So I learned this, man. I got to figure, I got to get to that level. That's the next level where, mm-hmm. you, where, where you're at, right? I got to wait for the reaction and then respond. Like I got to have a, a reaction and then, you know, evaluate that. There's too many fucking variables. I can have a different reaction, a different reaction, different totally. 18,000 different reactions for the same scenario. So I'm constantly getting myself in the same spots and then I ha- and then I end up doing something a little different and I feel the fucking same at the end, which mm-hmm. is shit. So <laughs> I want to get to the, I want to get to that next level. You will eventually. Yeah. You it, will get to but that. I didn't even think about that till you guys fucking talked about that right now. No problem. Your your thoughts are everything. They and are. One, and one final thought, because Mark has asked this to people before, and Jasmine, I need to ask you since okay. we're sort of on this train. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you think most people are inherently good? Ooh. Or inherently, what's the word? Bad? Evil? I think most people are inherently good. I agree with you, but I want to know why you think that. Um. Well, it was like I was saying before, we're not born to be bad 
But also, are we born to be good? I think so. I think most people are inherently good. I think there's more people who want to exist peacefully with everyone else Mm -hmm. and who want to be uncomplicated and undramatic. And is undramatic a word? Did I just like fucking make something up in in this moment that's okay is that a word (laughs) sorry if that's not a word i just made shit up but there are people who who don't want (laughs) who don't want to have issues and problems i think most people would would be more willing to help somebody else out than not the problem is just like a negative thought Mm -hmm. you notice the bad more than you notice the good that's, right. Yeah. You can dwell on a negative thought forever and ever and ever and yeah, ever. Yeah. Something good happens. You're happy for 10 minutes. And then, well, something bad happened. Mm-hmm. I'm going to dwell on that now. It's more energy to put into something bad than it is to put into good. That's what I follow. There you go. Right. That is the final thought. <laughs> <laughs> right on. This was good. Awesome. You guys have been listening to two massage therapists in a microphone. Peace. <laughs>